Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Rolling Toe with trucking experts Kevin and Mike Beckett. This is the show where you ask the questions and we give you the diagnosis on how to get the most out of your truck. We'll talk about avoiding wear and tear, knowing your suspension and axles, and how to get more mileage from your tires. We're on the audio road. Let's get rolling. Well, good evening. This is Kevin Beckett, and unfortunately, Mike's not here right now, although I hear he'll be back in town within a few minutes. Uh, So with nobody to banter with here, I guess what I'm going to need is some questions to answer. Uh, Unfortunately, we don't have any, Uh, so I'll be waiting. In the meantime, I guess maybe I'll have to start singing and telling dirty jokes. Uh, ah, good. Question came right in as soon as I threatened that. You don't want to hear me sing. If you ever heard Mike sing live, he's fine. You don't want to hear me sing. And this is the 570 area code. How are you doing? Hi, this is Tom. Uh got a quick question with regards to uh, the ride on my uh, Freightliner Columbia. It okay. seems that it's got a like a whiplash effect. Loaded or empty, it doesn't matter the weight. I'm getting a constant whiplash going over bumps. When you say whiplash, you're saying side to side or back and forward? Forward and back. Forward and back. And, okay. Yeah, we have weight not mattering. So I am concerned this has more to do with the drive line than it would, uh, say, alignment or maybe a brake hanging up. Um, um, how, well, it how only quick does it happen? Go over a bump on a, in the road. Whenever you go over a bump, is it now? Yeah. So is it? Would you describe it more like porpoising, like almost up and down? Um. Well, there's an up and down component to it, but there's a forward and back to it, like the uh, like the cab is shifting. Okay. Um, now, when you hit when you hit a bump, now what year is the truck? It's an 07. 07, Okay. And when you hit the bump, uh, okay. And, and then another question: uh, Is it air ride or is it on the steer, or is it uh, spring ride? Spring on the steer. Spring. Okay. Uh, and when, okay, when you hit a bump, now there, there's such a thing. Freightliner, they have a pretty low quality steer springs. Just uh, you know, it, the cheapest thing they could put on to make sure the thing carried down the road. First one I ever saw that had a spring and a half design, uh, where you got two leaves on the front half of the axle, but only one on the rear half of the axle. Um, and then an issue with that is they'll end up uh, uh, collapsing quicker than other manufacturers. So what happens when the when it no longer carries the ro- load properly, when you hit a bump, okay. it'll start porpoising up and down and up and down and up and down until finally either you stop or uh, you slow down enough that it, that it can stop, that the cycle can stop. Um, does that sound like what's happening? Uh, no, it's more of a jarring than okay. uh, uh, like a porpoising. Okay. All right. All right. Um, but it is when you hit a bump. And is it something that just happens one, two, three, and it's done? Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. And how about your shocks? Uh, uh, just replaced them a month ago. Just replaced them a month ago, and it didn't change anything. Actually, made it worse. Made it worse. Okay. Um, all right, and it's. Let's see. I, I'm thinking you've got a loose component then. Uh, okay. And it, it could. This could be. This could be U bolts. It could be spring pins. Uh, it could be front or back end. Uh, and there's also another thing where there's a, too much of a gap in the in the kingpin, but I'm not, 
I, I, I doubt you've even replaced those. Um, but that's that's where I, I would need to I would need to look at you know I think that you've got an issue with uh, something loose and I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards loose U bolts. Okay, because uh, <laughs> I guess that's a good thing. I'm going going to be visiting T and E Tire tomorrow. Okay. Other work. I'll have have them take a look at it, see what they can find. Right. Yeah. That's uh. That's what I can think of right now. If uh, if they don't find anything, give us a call back. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Thank you. Um, and yeah, I guess that's about it. Uh, unless unless Mike wants to chime in, but nope, he's not here. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, yeah. Let me. Uh, and if and if Mike uh, has anything to say about it, he'll probably mention it when he gets into town because I think he's listening. All right. I'll talk to you later then. Okay. And we have another question. This one's from the two one four area code. And here we go. Howdy. Howdy. You got a I, I got a no. I got a suggestion for that last guy. He said it felt like the cab was coming off. Has he yeah. replaced his cab shocks? Because if uh-huh. they just, if, if it's 2007 and I just plumb wore out every time it's a bump, especially if he put new shocks on the suspension, that cab is going to be jumping up and down. So it might be something simple, just like that. Maybe very simple. Yep. Yep. Okay. Would work the same. Yeah, well, it might not be too. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's, it's very, you know, they're not expensive, so you may as well replace them and see if. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, a, a lot of guys they they think, oh well, you don't have to replace those. Well, shit wears out. So. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, everything's got a lifespan. In 2007, that's mm-hmm. a long time. Yeah. So. That's all I got. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. No problem. Thanks. Yeah. All right. And actually, we have two more questions. So I'm going to the 904 area code, and I don't have the sheet like Mike does in front of him. I'm just going to guess that you're there and you're not in the state that your your phone is. Hello, 904. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. Uh, question. I... Uh had blocks in the front, came from the factory underneath the front springs. I took sure. them out to lower the front end. Uh, mm-hmm. Through the years, I oversized the tires in the back, inch and a half from axle to the ground. And I'm wondering if both, either one or both of those together would create a problem uh, with well, the... You're saying, you're saying the, si- the tire size has increased on the rear, so you've lifted your rear end up off the ground a couple of inches. Right. Yeah, and you drop and the blocks on the front end. Well, it's a exactly. it's it's a, a change in the way the uh, the manufacturer put the track together. Uh, but the the to me the only thing uh, the you've got you've got a some interesting possible problems like uh, when you drop the the act the the steer springs down you changed the uh, uh, steering sector angle, the, the length of the, the the length of the steering arm compared to the frame, because now you're, now that you're lower, you're in a different place. Uh, that's one change, but I'm sure that was addressed when you did it. Um, well, I keep the steering wheel adjusted where I need it anyway, which right. is not center. Right, but that's that, fine. That, that yeah. part. I'm just not sure if it leans the axle, the top of the axle, more forward. Well, it, it might, but alignment. Yeah, it might, but not enough to cause any you know, a, a real problem. Um, or would it change like, the angle of the drive shaft where I get vibration in the rear because the front's been lowered you know, just a tiny right. bit? But I'm not sure working against myself. Right, small changes in drive line angle will can uh, cause a change in uh, a vibration in certain speed ranges. And these, are, and these are all little things that come out of uh, changing your, you know, changing the the lean of the frame from the manufacturer's specification. 
but they are they're minor, and you, you, if if what you're trying to accomplish is more important to you than having a little vibration, then you know. Yeah, I, I, I didn't have any vibration, you know, necessarily. Uh, matter of fact, before these tires, it was the best riding truck you ever seen, and then I accumulated a vibration and uh, changed right front. And that was that. It kind of relates to a question last week you had. Uh, I run Michelin's, and you usually they come about zero to four ounces out, and uh, mm-hmm. I took a tire, and it was like fourteen ounces out. So I just threw the tire away because I didn't want to try to right. fix that. And then it seemed like the problem went to the rear. I changed all tires and wheels, still had the problem, went back to the left front, found out it had done the same thing. Apparently, hitting potholes had damaged the tire or the belts or something, and I had the same issue there. It was 16 ounces out, so I threw that away. And uh, so kind of, kind of, you know, some of the things you were talking about last week, you know, if people think their tires are good, you might want to spin them one time just to make sure that they're not way out of, you know, what they were when they originally were bought. Right. Yeah, yeah, they they do change, and that's why we always recommend the dynamic balancers because we know. Right. I mean, then every single time you rev up, you're going to rebalance the tire. Yeah, uh, I run the balancers on the front, you know, uh, mm-hmm. but I've, I've, the drives I start running the beads and and the tires, you know, right. and uh, you know the, the, I've all, always got something on it, you know, to try to compensate. Now, did the vibration go away after all that? Uh, yeah, after I got the right front changed and the left front changed, okay. you know, I just okay. didn't feel right. You know, they said, we we can add weights. And I'm like, Man, I don't really think I want to add weights to a tire that's going that far out when it's still perfectly yeah, pound out. Yeah. Look, 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 uh, looks good, you know. Yeah, that's, that's right. a lot to be out, especially on a steer. You don't never want them to give you a problem. Right. You want your best tires so, on the steer. Yeah. Okay. That was all I had there. I appreciate it. Okay. Well, thank you. All right. And there we go. And now uh, we do have one more caller, and he is from the 773 area code. Uh, I I don't know where that's going to be, and I'm going to guess I'm going to say Colorado. Hello? Hello. Yes, uh... Uh, not Colorado, it's uh, Illinois, Chicago. Illinois. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, are you there? <laughs> yes. You are. Yeah. You're, you're from Chicago and you're in Chicago. Good place to be. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> of course, I've been trying to understand the difference between um, semi-shocks and regular shocks on a car. I've been doing some some reading and uh, trying to understand when they talk about and then watching some YouTube uh, episodes about summer trucks having oil in the shocks mm-hmm. and understanding that also the cars have gas in right. the shocks. And I spoke to um, I guess a Monroe dealer and they said, well, they do a combination of both. The right, reason why I'm going there is that I, I, I replaced yeah, my... Uh, yeah. Now, help me understand, how does that affect the ride, and why is it that these shocks only last a year? Well, uh, okay, the first thing is, what are, what are the shocks trying to do? Uh, the, the shocks are... After after your springs have hit a bump, like I was talking, like I was saying to the the first caller about uh, a failed spring, when it hits a bump, it 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 will deflect. You know, it's supposed to deflect. But if it's a, if, like for instance, if it was a bad spring, it's just going to keep deflecting no matter what. And even if you have good shocks, it, there's the, the 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 proper deflection is no longer there, so it just keeps on porpoising up and down. But a proper spring and a proper shock, when you hit a bump, the spring bounces up and down. And the shock, uh, in this case, the, the oil over air, the, the oil fills up a chamber, and after about three bounces, it's, it solidifies and stops it from bouncing anymore. And that's, that's, the, that's what you're, you know, so you're, you're, you're trying to give the truck enough, uh, uh, enough freedom of movement that it isn't the hardest ride in the world. 
uh, you know, so right. it does bounce a little bit, but it also it also needs to eventually stop bouncing. You, you, need, you know, <clears throat> so that's yeah, that's, yeah, and that's yeah. kind of what I experienced. Um, I put some okay. I took I took out the factory shocks that came with the truck. Okay, we're talking about old four Freightliner. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how long they've been out of there because I bought the truck used. Um, so I put on Monroe shocks approximately a year ago, maybe a, a week or two difference. <clears throat> and then I started noticing, you know, the, the ride was uh, kind of bouncy. All right, I'm like, oh, this is kind of odd. Um, so then I started doing some reading and understanding. I'm like, holy cow, the shocks and uh, semi trucks is way complicated, okay? Or or I just never really paid attention. Shocks in general are that complicated. Um, so then I went with the Monroe, okay? You know, I, I went to Freightliner and I said we had oil shocks and they were about $75 a piece. I went with the Monroe and said, okay, well, all shocks have oil, but we have gas in it as well. And they were, you know, like $63 a piece. So I, I, I changed all six. So like, well, if mm-hmm. my shocks and uh, where the steers are failing, gotta be failing all the way around. So I just replaced all of them. Now my yeah. ride is is better. Okay, I don't get you know bouncy like I did. Um, but now it's time to change my steer tire because I guess I didn't notice that one of the uh, shocks was failed. And it ruined mm-hmm. one of my steer tires. So I'm getting that fixed tomorrow. But well, you know, I just don't understand. You know, the suspension in, in the semi-trucks is so it, it, it's on ball because it's such a big vehicle. And uh, you know, I don't know if the ride is supposed to be like uh, you know comfortable or hard, somewhere in between. Mine's somewhere in between. Probably yeah, well, the, the truck. As has been mentioned, there's even shocks on the cab, and you've also got shocks on your seat. So actually. You know, comparatively speaking, a truck today is relatively comfortable to drive. Uh, the, but the the shocks themselves, for you know, for instance, here they they even if you didn't have them on the truck, they're not causing a tire wear problem. A failed shock okay. isn't causing a tire wear problem. So your tire didn't go bad because of the shock. It went bad because of okay. something that maybe the shock was covering up, but there's another problem. Okay. Um, right. So, so, how, and, so for roll. instance, how did that tire fail? What do you? What did you? What happened to it? Well, it's um, it it's a piece. Well, piece of it started to uh, come off. Okay, so I, no, I didn't put a very good steer tire on, um, and then uh, I guess the wear was slightly off. Okay, and to me, not being a tire expert. Mm-hmm. It looked okay, right? But okay. to somebody, uh, a mechanic who was a tire expert, said, well, he had a little bit of a feather here, and that's probably because the shock was not holding the tire down well to the ground. It's said, not bad, <clears throat> but you have a little bit. Um, and I said, oh, okay. I mean, if you say so, I said, I don't see it, but okay. Right. Maybe I don't know what Can to look not- for. Yeah, you typically don't see feathering. You'll feel it, but you don't see it. And shocks don't cause feathering. Alignment causes oh, yeah. feathering. Uh, in other words, if oh, it's a little too toed in or if the rear end's off a little bit, that'll cause, you know, the feathering is like uh, one side of each rib is a little bit taller than the other side of each rib. And it's because the tire is being pushed toward the short side. So okay. you know, in, order, in order to get feathering across a tire, it must be getting pushed sideways, just a, even just a little bit off of you know you're you're driving a hundred thousand miles, uh, just a little bit off uh, uh, from straight ahead, will cause it to okay. to wear like that. Okay. Okay. All right. So then I should so, take it into a decent alignment place to get it checked. Yeah, and, what, and obviously I recommend an alignment place on our on our website because those guys, you know, we trained them. On what to find, and uh, they're very interested in doing a good job and in, in solving your problem. So, uh, would you have anything in like the show tire, notice, yeah, Chuck's truck area? Repair. Yeah, uh, Chuck's truck repair. There's a 
if you a little bit outside of there, I think it's the JX Enterprise uh, Peterbilt locations. Uh, there's okay. a couple in Joliet. I think there's a Mac dealer and something else there. Yeah, there's yeah there's some. The Chuckson's is, is right there in Chicago, I believe. So. Uh, Chuckson's Chuckle Fair. Okay, I will Chuck look Chuck that up. Fair. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So that was our, I think, the fourth or fifth caller, and we don't have any more. Um, so the problem here is that I might end up having to start telling dirty jokes. Um, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a Big Ten fan because I'm an Iowa Hawkeye, and um, you know, I, I, this is my favorite dirty joke, and it, it's one not a lot of people know because there aren't a lot of Big Ten fans out there. Well, a lot, but uh, you know, why is it that Minnesota farmers don't let their daughters date Wisconsin boys? Have you ever seen what a badger will do to a gopher hole? All right, that was that was my joke for the night. Um, I really like it. I hope you did too. Uh, but it won't get any questions on tireware and handling answered. Um, let's see. I don't, I'm not singing a song. I will not sing a song. Um, I can think of another terrible joke. We can talk about politics. That's always fun. No, we're not talking about politics. Uh, but there is a debate on tonight for anybody that wants to see a train wreck. Um, and other than that, I need some questions. Anybody out there with any questions at all? I could, let's see. I don't know. Uh, we have had a lot of questions here tonight about uh, shocks. Uh, it's not my favorite subject. I don't, I, the, the only thing I can say about shocks is that there is way too much attention paid to them. They're, uh, they're, they're usually not the problem. Fortunately, they're cheap compared to other uh, parts of the vehicle. But uh, And it's easy to just go ahead and say, well, let's go ahead and replace the socks and see if it solves the problem. But they are not what is causing your problems. All right. So we have a couple of questions here. Let me go ahead and get to them. This one is from 760, and I happen to know where that is. It's in Southern California. Uh, and if I had a Choice, I guess, I guess I'd be there right now, so I'll bet he is too. Oh, I lost him. Okay, we got one from 917. And I don't know where that is, so we'll just find out. Are you there? Hey, Kevin, thank Are you there? You. Yes, sir. Thank you for taking my call. No problem. No problem. Hey, I spoke to uh, you and Mike about a couple of weeks ago about a vibration I was having in the truck, a lot of shaking. He suggested the wheel bearings. Uh, took it into the shop last week, uh, looked at all the wheel bearings, everything like that. Um, they found one wheel seal that was broken, but um, all the wheel bearings was all nice and tight. The vibration is still there, though, a lot of shaking. Seems like it's starting from the back but eventually you get it all up in the steering wheel and everything like that, and uh, eventually I get the shocks kicked in, takes it away, and then it repeats the cycle over and over throughout the whole day. Okay. Well, but to start with, going back to what they found, they said there was a wheel seal that was bad, but the bearing was tight? Um, yeah, that's, that's what they told me. Okay, uh, so they they went ahead and replaced the wheel seal, which required tearing apart the hub, and then yeah. put it back together and tightened it. Yeah, because I was doing the uh, um, the brake on that set axle, so they were putting new uh, um, drums and everything on there. Okay, but, uh, uh, what yeah, what is this again? What truck? I'm sorry. What kind of oh, truck is this 90, again? 99 Freightliner FLD. Okay. All right. Uh, and who was it that you had look at it? Um, it's an independent shop out here in uh, Florida, in Lakewood. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, 
Uh, well, if you get any uh, cupping on the inside edge of, the, uh, of your tires, close to the frame. I think you need to approach that again. What's that? Yeah, one of the tire on the right side, uh, front axle on the inside of the frame, has one small, uh, like a dent on it on the inside rib, closest to the frame, but that's the only okay. tire that has anything on it. That's the only one. Okay. All right. All right. Okay, then uh, I guess I won't worry about the bearings there. And uh, again, what uh, I'm sorry. What? What? You know, where is your, Where is your problem now? It, it it seems like it's starting in the rear, shaking, and eventually the whole truck will shake. The steering wheel, you'll feel it in the steering wheel, and everything like that. It, but, but it starts uh, in the feet. Yes. Yes. All right, uh, and, and you have you've gone through the whole gamut on uh, uh, balance, tires, brakes. Now you've looked at the yeah. bearings. Yeah, and you've all, still all got the all, yeah, all the tires that have the um, Conrad beads in them. Good. All tires on the truck. Okay, but uh, but like the other guy said earlier, he. Uh, Somebody actually looks at all of the tires and jacked up each position and spin it. They're all actually round. And there's nothing, there's uh, nothing that's out of round. That, that is something I'm, I'm having a difficult time finding a tire place that does that, actually. Uh, it ah. seems like that's such, such a, 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 a hard task for them to even fan them or wrap around their head. That, that is something, a possibility with it. Okay. So, yeah, um, I did have an uh, MD alignment done out in Daytona um, about March of this year where everything was fine on it. Uh, we did some U-bolts on there, and uh, front axle was out. We had that fixed. Um, but it's just the shaking of the truck. Just, you know, just, it just won't go away with that. And it starts at what speed? At what speed? Um, you know, around about 50. If I put the truck in, into coast, I can uh-huh. hear like a heavy vibration, even though the in- engine is not engaged or anything like mm-hmm. that. It just start making that as the rotation goes around, you get that vibration. But when it drops under 50, it goes away. Under 50, it goes away. That yeah. really sounds like out of round. That's uh, what it sounds if like. If it's if it's above 55, 60, it's more like balance. But you got to count that feeds. So, but below 50, if it can start below 50, then we're talking about an out of vibration. Well, the the vibration don't start um, under 50. It's it won't start under. It starts at 50. Yes, at okay. 50, and I typically drive around 57. Oh, okay, and it never goes away. It'll, it'll go away momentarily, I guess, when the shocks take effect mm. on, on, on it and kind of dampen it out, and then it'll start back the cycle all over again. Okay, um, but again, going, again, going back to something Mike would refer to, it, it isn't that it's, uh, uh, let's see, the smoother the road is, the more likely it is to occur. It's just every single um, time you're driving. Um, I haven't really noticed it in the city area. I don't do a lot of city. I do a lot of uh, highway driving. So, yeah, mm-hmm. on the highway, I just keep doing all day long with that. But, yeah, but every day and all day, it doesn't matter what the road surface is like. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. Then I really yeah. I really think you need to get the tires themselves looked at it. I just I believe that that's the problem. Okay. Would it be beneficial to true the tires them? Beneficial to what? To, you know, true. Cut them. True yeah, them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That 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 can help. Um, how uh, how old are new are the tires? Do you know how many thirty seconds are left? Um, no, they're probably in there. Uh, probably about forty five percent of of tread depth on them remaining. Okay. And so, what year is the track? It's a ninety nine. Ninety. Okay. Ninety. Okay. Then, I'm I'm actually less. Uh, less likely to blame the tire itself for, for being on the ground than I am to blame the uh, assembly for not mounting properly. 
In other words, I think okay. it's the unimount system where it's, it's mounting to the, the center of the hub, but that that uh, is no longer a perfect true circle. So when they mount everything out, the drum and then both wheels, they're not getting everything perfectly round. That's, okay. my, that's my what real the, concern for what's going on. What, I mean, I think what, what the, it, it could be the tires themselves, but I really think you need to... Uh, there's a true balance sleeve. Uh, yeah, back, was, that's you know. what I was going to ask you. The true balance would help with that. Yes, that's exactly, precisely where I would go next. Uh, but okay. when you take everything apart to put it, you know, to use those true balance sleeves, I'd want to check each tire and make sure that it's actually matching. Okay. All right. Great. All right. Thank you, Kevin. All right. Thank you for calling. All right. Thanks. All right. Well, that was uh, that was the nine one seven area code. The seven six zero is back. Um, Mike's gone. He had just called in. I saw him there, but he must be really close to Altoona now. Um, I'm going to pick up the Southern California guy. Hello, Southern California. Are you there? Okay, well, he's having a problem with his mic because I can't hear him at all. Um, I'll go back to him in a little bit. And in the meantime, yeah, I've been, uh, had some really good questions here with the uh, vibrations, a lot of shock questions. The, uh, the 99 Freightliner, I mean, the, the 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 big deal there is that it's uh it's it's an old truck and I don't um I think they thought that all of the 16 year old 17 year old Freightliners would be in uh, Mexico by now and wouldn't have to worry about uh, these things up here but it's 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 great that uh, that these well, I mean, okay, it's good and bad that these uh, tracks this age are still out there. I suppose first off, it's because regulations on newer tracks suck. They've made everything cost way more than it needs to. Uh, and then second, uh, it's you know these they really are they get uh, more fun to maintain for highway driving the older they get. Anyway, uh, I don't have any other questions here, and if I don't get any other questions and I do start singing, you're all in trouble. Um, I also haven't heard from Mike, although, as I said, he did call in. I don't know if he's going to show up anytime soon. We're about a little over a half hour into this, and we actually have a smaller audience than usual. Um, I don't know if that's because my voice is not what you were hoping to hear or because there's a couple of other things taking people's attention in the world today. Uh, we have the A760 number again. I'll see if this one is a working number. Hold on. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. You're here. Um, what's going I got on? One qu- I got one question. Um, Doubled uh, on the um, on the dollies for like a double trailer. They got a torque arm that's adjustable, but that whole axle pivots. So what's the 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 idea around uh, adjusting that axle? That the whole axle pivots. You're talking about the the dolly that sits between the two double axle the two trailers. Yes, okay. or like well, on a, like on a dirt or right. a dirt that, hauler. That was, that, that was easy to figure out. I mean, uh, sure, it would be. Uh, what they'll what they'll usually do to align those in the first place is try to align them perfectly to the the pendle hook that it's sitting on, uh, or okay. or whatever is the front end of that dolly. Uh, but for our purposes, to get as true of an alignment as possible, uh, we have the tra- we start because a double trailer is one set of axles on the rear uh, dolly another set of axles on the first trailer and another set of axles on the drive axle and on the steer axle, we want to get all the ones from the front aligned 
and then keep working our way back to get the whole thing aligned. Uh, so we'd start by aligning the truck, and then we'd align the, the trailer behind it. Because, you know, as driven, we're going we're gonna to attach it to the truck, we're going to roll it forward, and we're going to align the trailer to the tractor. And then we're going to attach the, the dolly, and we're going to roll it forward, and we're going to align the dolly to the tractor, to the trailer in front of it, or the tractor in front of it, one of the two. And then whichever, you know, distance. And you just work your way back. Yeah. And the, and okay, because what that is, and this... Uh, working on these has taught me a lot about roller coasters. I, I always hated roller coasters. Uh, like there are some that seemed like they were good and some that, that, that just beat the hell out of you. That's because each set of wheels rolling down that track was, uh, was trying to straighten itself to the track individually. And you're, you're affected by the ones in front of and behind you. So you're constantly getting whipped back and forth as you're going down these tracks. The okay. same thing is happening with your tractor trailer, dolly trailer combination this train trying to get down the road is whipping back and forth because all those sets of axles are trying to go a different direction if you get them all lined up then the thing just drives straight okay because we got a guy up here because i'm up here in uh, mike's old hometown of julian and we got a guy up here he's another mechanic he says set the toe and go and just all those adjustable torque arms that set the alignment and everything he he just welds them uh, welds them up and says uh, they're good to go that's painful because every oh, yeah like i was talking about the 19 year old freightliner as these things age things change yeah. And you need, you know, having those torque arms available to make your adjustments is very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as bushings where I can understand that and stuff. But right. the, and it's so it's it's so because I see it. We've got the uh, the hay haulers that come up out of Imperial County, and they got the two trailers, and then there's that that adjustable axle. That whole axle pivots on the second trailer, and uh, they're uh, Aligning them, and then one guy up here in the Julian area says, "No, just weld up the uh, torque arms, and, and and don't worry about it. Just set your toe and go. Don't worry about the rear axles. Don't worry about the trailers. They all follow." Well, you know, the, it used to be that we had doctors whose opinion was just go ahead and rub some dirt in it, and you know, walk it off. Yeah. Uh, there's, you know, there's ways that you could go about actually treating the problem, and there's ways that you could say that it's not a problem. I suppose yeah. is is the latter. Okay. Yeah, I just I just called in. You you didn't have a lot of calls. I just called in and asked about that, and because um, well, it, it's a little scary about that. Yeah, it when is. He went in when they said that. Yeah. yeah. And um, so, right. um, and um, I'll be calling back again and stuff and and and, and stuff because your books didn't say nothing about the uh, the trailer, the dollies and stuff, and those 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 whole axles that pivot. Right, that's a a, a more uh, localized issue, somewhat localized. There aren't a, there aren't a whole lot of operations with double trailers in America, so it wasn't. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, it, oh. that is, to us it's important to make sure it's done right, yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, thanks, and uh, thanks for everything you guys do, and I love your show. All right, thank you for calling. Okay. All right. Okay. Love hearing from these guys, and love hearing from everybody. Actually, it's uh, it's always a fun getting on this thing and uh, talking to people from all over the country, and even up on the hat of the United States, Canada, uh, and getting to just getting input and questions and solutions for everybody all over the uh, the continent. Uh, here we're. Oh, about 40 minutes into this thing, and we've, like I said, got not a whole lot of callers uh, compared to usual. And I'm, again, guessing that it's just people are uh, have other other issues that they were going to be addressing tonight. Uh, I don't have a whole lot to add to, you know, the but in in that conversation with the, what that guy was talking about there with a double trailer here in the U.S. being, you know, pretty rare, but uh, a thing that we have. Now, there's also triple trailers up in Michigan and Canada. And then out in Australia, they have what they call the Australian train, which is, it's a, it's two trucks. And then uh, I, I think it's between four and six trailers behind them. And those, I mean, you, you know, we're, I was just talking about the problem of having a power unit and then, a bunch of trailers with different 
decisions on which direction they want to go. Imagine having two power units trying to figure out what, what straight is and then still have all your trailers trying to go straight behind that. I would That would be a pain in the butt, but I would actually love to go down to Australia and see what kind of difference you could make between the way they do alignments down there that I know of and the way that we do alignments that could that could really uh, you know make the Australian outback safer uh, other than that yeah yeah that's where we really got a lot of this experience for uh, double and triple trailers up in Michigan because of their rules on axles uh, that that was another great regulation it supports uh, the axle manufacturers, you have to have more axles for uh, uh, the loads that you're carrying on the roads that are up there, which are so much different than the rest of the roads all over the country, obviously. So, yeah, we we ended up learning, you know, how important it is to keep these things from whipping. Uh, yeah, I don't really have... Uh, a lot more going on. If you do have any questions, press one. If you don't, then just keep listening, I suppose. Uh, I don't uh, know if we're going to keep going here. I'm going to just hang out just a little bit longer and see if Mike ends up showing up, but I don't see him. Um uh, Hey, how about them Packers? I guess they're on now. Uh, I haven't heard what the score is, but I'm not worried about it. Uh, and we had, a, we had, you know, I was looking at the radar the late this last week, and what I discovered was there was only so much rain available for the entire country and Florida, Georgia, and South Carolina were using it all. Um, they, they, they did get dumped on. I hope everybody out there is doing well. Uh, as I, we heard, one of our alignment shops here in Daytona was doing alignments just earlier this month, did that guy say? So hopefully they're doing well. Daytona, you, you can't get very far from the beach there. So I imagine everybody was affected. In fact, uh, that's how we sold the first system out there in Florida was because of a huge flood from torrential rains had destroyed somebody's pit and rack. So when they wanted to get a replacement, they went with our system because they, you know, they could keep that just hanging up on a wall instead of, uh, you know, risking $50,000 uh, underground level. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and call it. We're at 45 minutes into this thing and we're running low on callers, low on questions. And uh, I'm running out of things to say. So whoop, got a couple of callers, questions. All right. The 507 area code, I'll go ahead and go with that. Hello. Hello. Howdy. Hey, Kevin. Yes. Hey, good evening. Good evening. Hey, like, so I got a 9400, and I'm going to be putting in new uh, front axle uh, leaf springs. Is there anything? Yeah. Well, I'm going to do the bushings also, and these springs come with the bushings in them, but the uh, shackle holder in the back, there's that bracket up there on the frame, I'm going to be rebushing those also. Mm-hmm. So is there anything that I need to be really looking for? You know, if uh, you know the the new springs are going to be great. You want to make sure, of course, that they're both the actual same length, even if they're marked the same on the you know, even if they're labeled the same. You don't know if they are the same, so you got to uh, lay them next to each other and make sure that they are the same. Then after oh, okay. that, then after that, uh, on the rear, when you do put the shackles on, you know, when you go through a turn and you hear a popping sound, that's the, yep. the spring sliding over the pin and popping up against the shackle uh, as uh, as it goes around the corner. And if you want to get rid of that popping sound, then when you put your your uh, shackle together, when you, when you hook it up, you put some washers between the spring and the shackle, 
so the it it can't move, and then you won't have that popping sound anymore. Sure. All right. Uh, yep, I understand that. The other thing I was wondering about this thing has got like uh, those spacers in there, and actually one of those is really thin, and uh, looks like it's starting to split and uh, you know wave squish its way out of there, so to speak. So I was wondering how to how to build it back up the right way. I mean, like with the wedges and the spacers well, and so forth. Any extra wedges, especially if there's one on one side of the axle and not on the other, just get rid of it. Don't, don't oh. put it back in. So even them out then? Yeah. Make sure they're the same side to side. And taking more out than putting in would probably be best. Again, uh, we, you know, we talk about the uh, back in the days of manual steered vehicles, they only needed a half of a degree of caster. They have increased right. that to upwards of four degrees with the power steered vehicles so that it more easily and readily returns to center. That's not really necessary. You could lower it down to more like two to two and a half degrees and everything will operate just fine and it'll be a bit smoother ride. Uh, and you'll get All more right. tire life out of it. So, so that's, each one of those spacers has, is worth like so many degrees then? Not necessarily. A lot of the space, I mean, if there's no taper to it, then it's not increasing caster. It's just it's just increasing ride height. Um, oh sure, yep, I understand that. Right. So only the tapered ones are the ones that I'm really worried about. And I'm betting that you know because they are thinner, and they're made of aluminum. I'm betting that's the one that's splitting on you. Oh sure, I bet you're right. Interesting. Yeah. And I noticed that because like on top of the axle itself, you know, by the U yeah. where the U bolts go through there, you could tell that there was a little rust all the time there. So that good indication something was loose and moving and then you right. look up further you could see that that was kind of like getting squished out of there so right um, and once you've when right. you've changed that when you've gotten rid of any of those shims now you're gonna you know i'm assuming you're gonna replace the u-bolts anyway be, and oh yeah yep and that would be important because once you've once you've gotten rid of those you're going to be getting into threads that haven't been used in a long time and maybe chewed up too so yeah, replace sure. your U-bolts, yep, replace yep. your springs. Yep. Yep. That's the story. No U-bolts. Then, then I noticed, too, I got uh, one of my uh, tie rod end, uh, joints, a little bit of play in it there, so I think I'm going to replace the, the tie rod end. So, and then I don't is know, the, along with that, that movement, then I suppose I need to part That movement, is that side to side or up and down? Oh, side to side, I believe. Okay, yeah, but side to side, you know, definitely replace it. In other words, definitely do that side to side. Yeah, if there's any movement side to side, I mean the the manufacturer's allowed movement is one millimeter. So really, if you can identify the movement, it's too much. Oh, yep, yep. Then that's that's the deal. Then we got to do that. So, uh, and then along with that, how do you? Uh, what's the best procedure to uh, check for like kingpin uh, excessive play? That would be. Uh, there's two different things you're looking at, and if anybody like lifts it up and down, you know, puts in puts a pry bar under it and lifts it up and down, all they're checking is the play uh, uh, top to bottom of the, the the thrust bearing of the of the kingpin, the the spacing for the thrust bearing of the kingpin, and that's that's even if there was spacing, that doesn't necessarily mean there's something wrong with it. Uh, okay. Our concern is the in-out movement, the the bushing around it, whether or not they're the, whether or not that's holding in place. And the way to check that is you just with the with the position jacked up in the air, you grab the the tread of the tire, embrace yourself, and try to rip the tire off of the rim, pushing in and out. And if you can get any movement that way, then you've got you've got a problem that needs to be addressed. And yeah, it could be the bearing, it could be the kingpin that you're feeling, but if you can get movement, if you can hear the tick, 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 ticking, or clunk, 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 clunking, then you've yep. identified that there's a problem. All right. Well, well so what what would be the, now that you kind of know the scope of work that I'm trying to do, what, what would be the best plan of attack to do it the right way? Go after, check the kingpin play first, or do the springs first, or or how would you yeah, do yeah, that, go ahead. I think? Yeah, before before you get the springs off, go ahead and check for kingpin play, bearing play. You've already identified that you need to replace the tie rod. And you know, I mean, what we found was it's not it's not really viable to just replace one tie rod end. Go ahead and replace the whole thing. Uh, All right. And that'll 
um, and say, okay, so yeah, get, check both king pins, check for any play. Uh, if you if you want to know whether it's the king pin or the bearing that's causing your the play, then just have somebody step on the brake and check it again. And if it's still moving, it was the king pin. But if it stopped moving, it was the bearing. Oh, all right. Good idea. All right, cool. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate that. No problem. Thanks for calling. Yep. Bye now. Yep. Bye. Okay. And we got a couple more calls here. Let's go ahead and take that. Uh, I've got, uh, well, I've got over here the 760 area code that had called before. So I just wanted to get them. Whoop. Yep. I'm, okay. I'm yes. up in Montana and I keep losing reception. <laughs> Well, I, I'm sorry about that, but uh, at least you're it's here It's not now. your fault. It's technology. <laughs> right. Hey, well, um, okay. getting, I do a heavy haul, and I'm getting ready to replace my leveling valve. How accurate is it to get it back in the same position? Okay, there. That uh, you're sort of not in my wheelhouse there. I don't do that, so I'm not actually okay. sure well, how the reason you the reason I'm asking is because there is an adjustment on it when it mm-hmm. bolts into the frame. After you unbolt it, you can move it up or down a little, and it puts yes, you can. different – it changes the drive line a little bit. That's the problem, yep. All right, so, that's what I was wondering about. Yeah, I, uh, as far as I know, if you, uh, if you have not – let's see, if you do not have a drive line vibration now, they're measuring your right height right now – and then changing it until it matches what you've got now would be the way I believe you would do it. But all right, so I should maybe chalk out, put a chalk line around the outside of it or something to get it as close as possible to where it is right now. Sure, or a tape measure from ground to frame. All right, I can do that. Right. Yeah. Thank you very much. All right, thank you. All right, bye. <clears throat> okay. Um, all right. Well, I did have another call, but they, I lost them, which seems to be happening. There's a lot of dropped calls, but uh, unless I got another call, I think uh, we're almost up to an hour here. I think we've covered a, a good uh, gambit of uh, uh, problems and offered some great solutions and love hearing advice from one uh, driver to another driver about uh, the situation. That was great. I love those calls. Um, I, I think we've uh, we've done our rolling tow show for the day. Thank you, everybody, for calling in, and we'll talk to you, I think, next Sunday. Thank you for calling.